the Charge Podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hine. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for your time. You know, I say it every time, and I mean it every time. The the fact that you guys are here and um, listening to the show is such a uh, is, is so appreciated. You know, there's so many. There are really so many podcasts out there, and and, and great podcasts, and and. Uh, the fact that you guys listen to the show is uh, is hugely appreciated. Um, this week we have an interview with Travis Trice. It's actually an interview I've had for a while, and uh, just figured I'd get it out there. Um, and uh, nice uh, chat with him about a lot of different things. Uh, has been to a lot of different places, and so figured it'd be good to kind of give a um, perspective of a guy who's. Uh, you know, goes around to different teams and, and whatnot, uh, plays with uh, Slask uh, Rukloff. Of course, they are uh, in the in the playoffs for the Euro Cup, uh, have a real test against uh, Gran Canaria. That's, of course, you know, n- not impossible, but uh, definitely going to be a challenge. Um, so uh, before we, we get to be before we get to our interview, uh, obviously want to talk about the big three uh, this week. Uh, story we're watching, you know, t- tonight, uh, Wednesday is the uh, is the uh, could be the last day, uh, last game of the uh, basketball Champions League uh, uh, quarterfinals. Uh, cl- um, UBT uh, Cluj Napoca is uh, has their game two uh, at uh, MAP Reason uh, Ludwigsburg here in Germany, and uh, you know, I mean, what a night! Uh, I tweeted it out last night, uh, this morning. Um, you know what a fantastic night for the basketball champions league uh tuesday you know th- uh, three games all going down to basically the buzzer uh, uh you know halone tenerife and manresa all win uh in the uh, in the in the waning seconds just a fantastic uh fantastic night um and so you know tenerife will be facing halone at the final four in bilbao uh may 6th to the 8th and uh, Manresa is looking for their dance partner, and that will be either uh, Ludwigsburg, who have to win tonight in order to force Game Three next week, um, or it'll be Cluj. I mean, it'll be an amazing story for the Romanians uh, going through the qualifiers. We've seen the qualifiers, you know, go uh, uh, teams from the qualifiers reach the final four uh, just a couple of years ago. Antwerp uh, did that. Uh, so uh, should be uh, should be a fun fun game, um, and you know they Ludwigsburg will definitely be jack, uh, jacked up, and of course uh, you know Cluj almost had ten thousand fans at the game uh, at game one. So should uh, should Ludwigsburg take game two, uh, that game three is going to be a, a must watch. Uh, young player uh, of the week, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Alexa uh, Vujicic, uh, Serbian, 2004 born, playing for. FC Bayern Munich uh, actually went to a game for the first time in more than two years. It was a uh, U19 JBBL, uh, NBBL uh, quarterfinal playoffs. First uh, game one, uh, best of three uh, against IBAM at IBAM. So City Rivals, International Basketball Academy Munich. And, uh, you know, uh, really a, a thrilling game. Uh, 19 lead changes, 11 ties, 84, uh, 88-84 for Munich, and Munich was basically playing with six players, and uh, um, uh, Vujicic, who actually played last year at IBM, 
picked up 20, 21 points, five rebounds, six assists, played almost the entire 40 minutes and just uh, a thrilling game. Uh, and that came actually after uh, the reason why I picked him for young players that actually came after uh, he had made his uh, his uh, German BBL debut uh, in the game against Oldenburg up in northern Germany when when Bayern didn't have any of their foreign players because they had that week of hell uh, with the EuroLeague, um, and he played 17 minutes, didn't score, but had five rebounds and assists in his debut. Uh, so you know, really just an exciting uh, you know exciting uh, opportunity for uh, Vucic. Uh, I imagine he'll get some uh, attention with the Serbian uh, National Federation to to maybe be on that team for this summer at the Under 18 European Championship, which of course is qualifier for the Under. 19 World Cup 2023 uh, event that we're watching. Easy. Uh, it's the final uh, leg of the Adidas Next Generation Tournament uh, Tour. Uh, this one's in Ljubljana and has the big gun, uh, Real Madrid, uh, reigning champion. And, um, you know, it's just a pow- absolute powerhouse. Uh, there, There's also Shagiris. Uh, exciting young uh, up-and-coming Italian Academy Bassano. There's also Basket Bruno from Czech Republic. The host team Servita uh, Olympia Ljubljana, uh, Gak uh, Gdania uh, from Poland, as well as Alba Berlin, and then the Next Generation team. That's the the team selected by uh, Adidas. Uh, so yeah, should be a really fun time. Uh, goes from Friday to Sunday. So, uh, you know, definitely check it out. Uh, all right. And uh, with that, let's let's uh, give you a sneak peek of our uh, Taking the Charge Prospects interview. This week we had Guy Bonilla, 2003 born from Mexico, playing with FC Barcelona and, uh, you know, made his debut uh, in the EuroLeague already this year. And, uh, you know, is a, a guy who's already also 2003 born, has already made his uh uh, he's actually played uh, in, in two windows uh, for the senior national team for Mexico. And he's actually already beaten them, uh, the United States. So uh, good on good on him. Uh, so here's a sneak peek of that. And we'll catch you on the other side. Uh, you played at three Adidas Next Generation tournaments, ANJTs. Um, and the your last game was actually the championship game in Valencia. Uh, uh, and uh, went to overtime against Real Madrid. Uh, you actually hit a big three-pointer to give you guys the lead uh, in the last minute yeah, of regulation. Uh, and they ended up beating you. Um, how uh, how do you remember that? Uh, just seeing your face, you're like, oh, I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't want to remember it. Why do you have to bring it up? But how do you remember that game? Before, uh, before the game, we like... Uh, we like uh, the game of uh, after, yeah, after. Oh no, the game before mm-hmm. against uh, Mega B Max. Mm-hmm. We uh, we still like uh, a really a really mental tired, a really tired, and I don't know how to explain the. The thing, because we have it the the championship in the in their in our hands, but can can make it. Uh, 
after the game, all, all the players stay in the in the locker room, and nobody else, nothing. Yeah. Only stay in in the in their chairs, like ten minutes or to do nothing. Uh, all all the players crying because it's a a really a really good tournament. Um, I don't know how to uh, how how I say here because I, then we have like a tournament in two weeks. Yeah, yeah I want to come to that. I, I get there one second. One second. I'll come, I'll come, I'll come yeah. to that for sure. But where where does that rank for you? I mean, is that the the worst defeat you've had? Mm, yeah, yeah, the worst, the worst feeling I had. And what would you and what you learn from it? What did you learn from it? In, um, that losing sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't I, want that feeling I, again. I don't want to lose the games. I don't want it. But mm -hmm. this game is uh, so crucial. It's, but very, very, very interesting game because always like one uh, Madrid make a... Uh, uh, Make then Barca always. Uh, it was a back and forth game. Morning. It was a really tight yeah, game yeah. the entire the entire game. Yeah, it, it is the very the 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 games uh, we can play. We we can we we love the, these games. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned it. You wanted to mention it a couple of weeks later. Then you you beat them for the Spanish Junior Championship, and I think it was something like a hundred and three hundred six at the sixty four, something like that. Um, did it? You know, obviously it's the next generation ANJT. It means a lot, and um, and then you know only quote only the Spanish Championship. Was it, did it, did it feel good to, to beat them? I mean, probably wasn't enough. Yeah. It wasn't enough, but how did it yeah. feel to then to, to, you know, say, yeah, uh, we, <clears throat> the feeling is really hype because we, uh, we win by 40 points or, yeah, or like that. But the, the little, uh, thing that we can do this in the Adidas next generation <laughs> is that yeah why why, why couldn't we do it then that, uh, mm -hmm. in the in the moment of the yeah. Adidas next generation yeah but yeah is uh, the game help help us to 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 uh, the 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 remember of of the Adidas next generation a little bit to forget not, it not yeah. yeah yeah helped you forget a little bit of it yeah yeah okay uh yeah this um the Benia interview is part of the the paid subscription so taking the charge.substack.com jump on there uh jo go to the uh subscribe now click on that and you can become a paid subscriber if you think it's too much come you know, send me a message. Let me know what you think. Um, definitely uh, can can do something if you're interested. 
Um, you also get the f- the full archives of the Talking Talent podcast, which is where uh, the the uh, group of uh, scouts that are working with me uh, go in depth on players from around the world. Right now, we're kind of in the Adidas Next Generation tournament preview review uh, phase, uh, but uh, definitely once uh, once the ANJT is done. Uh, you know, plenty of uh, in-depth uh, looks at some of these guys. Also, there was the uh, U18 uh, South America Championship. So, which, so uh, Luis is going to be looking at those guys uh, soon as well. So, uh, definitely, that's part of the uh, package as well. All right. So, interview of the week. Let's get to my chat with Travis Trice. It's a little bit on the older side. And actually, we bring up his brother, Demeric, and and actually, he's actually uh, joined the team, and uh, there was a piece done on them, and uh, so um, I'll I'll link that up in the the show notes. Uh, Talk to you uh, next week. Thank you again uh, for coming on and and, uh, listening to the show. So, Travis, uh, thanks thanks for coming on. Um, I guess, first of all, you know, you you guys have been uh, fighting uh, uh, to try to get some victories. The first time that this uh, club has been in the Euro Cup, uh, you you joined the club after actually the first game in the Euro Cup, and uh, you know you've been around uh, around a lot of different places. Um, and uh, just you know, maybe what's your feeling of of how much this meant to. Uh, this club and and this organization uh, to to finally get the the first victory. It definitely meant a lot. Um, if you kind of follow some of our games so far in the Euro Cup, we've been close in a couple of games and kind of went back and forth, had the lead in a couple of times, and in the end ended up losing the game. So uh, it definitely felt good for for us to get a win. Um, and how important do you think uh, think it is, um, you know, looking at maybe tiebreaker or whatnot to, to get a big 16-point victory, you know, uh, in, in these competitions, it's always good to, to never lose by a lot and always try to win by a lot. No, for sure, um, especially as good as the competition is this year. Uh, every point matters, um, and you'd hate to lose or lose out on advancing because of a basket here and or a point there, so... Uh, we're definitely happy to get a, a, a big win. We'll, we'll kind of talk about some of the, some of the stations you've had around. Um, but, you know, your, your next two games are, uh, you know, Partizan and, you know, Jovan Tut, you know, these are, you know, two, you know, major, major programs, uh, you know, in, in uh, clubs, organizations in European basketball, uh, both with, I guess, Partizan probably a little bit more uh, with, uh, you know, um, the thought of getting to the Euroleague next season. Uh, what's it like for you playing? Uh, I mean, obviously you haven't played against them yet this year, but you know, looking forward to to playing against those teams. I'm sure that was a that was one of the reasons why you wanted to play in the competition as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, just as a competitor, I mean, you you want to play against the best competition possible, and those teams are definitely up there. So, and that's one of the reasons why I came here um, was for opportunities like that. Uh, for you get to to showcase yourself, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Maybe talk about the decision to come there. Uh, you know what uh, what made you decide on on Sklaskin, You know, uh, in Poland, um, just the situation when they had called me um, and kind of just laid it out what uh, what they were looking for and what the opportunity was, and kind of pretty much giving me the ball. The ball is going to be in my hands to make decisions, and um, 
that's really all you can ask for as a point guard is a, a team that a team and a coach that comes in and says that hey the ball's going to be in your hands and you got to make the decisions and and you get to play and you get to do that playing Euro Cup. I mean, I, I couldn't turn it down. Yeah. Do you do you have, do you have an idea why they if they saw you somewhere, if coach saw you somewhere, or the or somebody saw you somewhere against, against them? Uh, not really. I haven't played. I hadn't played against coach. Um, no, not really. So it must have been. They, I mean, I talked to a couple of assistants, and they said they did their homework uh, after the fact. But um, yeah, it was. It just kind of worked out. It just kind of came out of nowhere for me. And and you know, as someone who you know joined late in the team, uh, it wasn't late in the season, obviously. But you know, uh, you know, it wasn't the training camp, whatever. Um, how long do you think it took you to kind of get into the rhythm of the team? Um, I would say maybe two weeks. The first game I, I literally landed and then the ne- we had practice and then I f- we flew out the next day to Paris. Um, so I hadn't even been in the country for 24 hours and we were already leaving. Um, I would say after that, but I mean, we got a great group of guys that um, easy to play with, play the right way, super unselfish. Um, so it, it was, it's easy picking up and it's only getting better. Um, I want to say this is five or six in a row that we've won in the Polish league. Um, and I feel like we're getting better as a team. So our thing now is just stay healthy and keep improving. And I, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, you've moved around, you know, you've not only moved around uh, to different countries, uh, but you've also done it, uh, you know, during seasons as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe talk about how that has kind of helped you sort of learn on the fly um, and, and to, to kind of take the reins of, of, of a new, of a new situation where you're in. Yeah, um, I would say definitely past experiences have helped me as far as being in one system, knowing one playbook, to then the next week having to learn a completely different playbook. Um, and then I even had it when I was actually in the States playing the G League. I was on one team, then I was playing with Team USA, had to go learn a completely different playbook. Then I got traded to a different team, had to learn another playbook. Then I went back with Team USA and had another playbook. So I joked around my age and I was like, I've had four different playbooks in like a four month span that I've had to learn. So uh, it definitely helps me now. So now it's kind of the X's and O's. Uh, you kind of just just learn it on the fly. Yeah. Uh, you you played um, you played BCL for Strasbourg and uh, Galatasaray. Uh, and you played a couple of games of uh, uh, Euro Cup with uh, with Brescia. Uh, maybe remembering that experience, how did that help you uh, prepare for this season uh, with Euro Cup? Um, I would just say the toughness of playing on the road. You kind of assume you're not going to get any calls. You know it's going to be hostile environments. Um, and kind of just kind of like what we said earlier, learning on the fly. Like you're playing against teams that you're not used to playing against, even – your coaching staff, you're not used to playing against them. So uh, trying to pick that offense up and pick up their defense on the fly. So just learning quickly. But those experiences definitely helped me. Yeah. You, you mentioned uh, you mentioned USA basketball. Um, you you actually had, uh, I guess it was three windows. No, four, four windows, four right? Windows, yeah. Four, four yeah. windows. Um, you know, how does it feel to – uh, to have played such a such a, a, a really important role uh, in in getting the United States to the World Cup in in, in 2019, um, and uh, let's start with that too. You know, because you played in three of the three of the windows. Sure. Um, what, what first of all, I guess, what was that experience like? And, and then, you know, helping you know the you know 
program that is USA basketball to, yeah. to get to the world cup? Uh, for me, it was an honor because um, I didn't have that opportunity coming up as uh, growing up. I wasn't always like the highest ranked or anything like that. So I, it was kind of out of my mind. I never thought I'd even have a chance to do that. So uh, when the opportunity came up, I definitely jumped on it. Um, but it, 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 once again, it, it helped me learn. I mean, some of the guys I got to play with and then the coaching staff, uh, most of the windows were Frank with uh, Van Gundy. Um, and it's crazy the amount of things I learned within a two week period with him, um, his attention to detail, how he approaches things. So it's definitely things that I stole and, and carried on. And, and I try and tell other guys too, that I run into just some of the things I learned from that experience. What are a couple of other things? His um, attention to detail and his understanding of like the international game. Um, a lot of people in the States, uh, the way we play and our stats are a lot higher where if somebody's averaging, if somebody's only averaging low double figures in America, you're like, oh, they're not playing, they're not killing. But one of the things he always said is he said, if somebody's averaging double figures overseas, they're getting busy. They're, they're, doing, they're doing amazing. So, um, and then him valuing possessions. Um, every possession counts and kind of in the States, we really don't have like the point spread system. So his attention to that and understanding, hey, we need to win by this amount. So uh, it's things like that, but definitely his attention to detail. And any of the teammates that you had, I mean, uh, with, with three different windows over three different, you know, parts of the year, I'm sure you had quite a few different teammates in that regard. It was really completely different teams every time. And it almost felt like there was only a couple of times we had repeat guys. Um, but it's crazy that the, the bonds that you form with those guys in that short amount of windows, still guys you stay in contact with, or a lot of times it was guys that you played against that you didn't really know. And then you got to sit down and meet with them and, uh, I mean, you become friends after that before you're just competitors and then you're friends. So um, it was definitely a, a great experience for me. And then it was, it was actually, let's see, um, probably 18, uh, 18, 19, 20 months or so um, before you played again. Uh, you played the, for USA, the America qualifiers in November, 2020. Yeah. Yep. How, how did it change? How that had sort of, you know, the whole, you know, Mind frame, you know, you, you know, you had, you know, already established yourself as a, as a player in Europe, you know, more and, um, and, you know, how, how did it, how did it change for you? Um, it was actually a perfect opportunity because at the time it was in the middle of like the COVID lockdowns and everything. And I hadn't went overseas yet. Um, and it just so happened that the bubble that they were doing was in Indianapolis and I'm from Dayton, Ohio. So it's like a, hour and a half drive. So it worked out perfect where um, I was still close to home. I could just drive over. And I was like, yeah, I mean, anytime USA calls, I already tell them like, anytime Sean calls, I'm like, whatever you want, I'm down. So um, it was a no brainer for me. Um, and um, so USA basketball. Um, you mentioned Dayton, Ohio, and you, you mentioned that, you know, you're not, you're not, uh, you know, you weren't uh, necessarily high, highly regarded. Um, maybe talk about, you know, I've talked to so many guys over the years, actually a lot of guys in the BCL, some of the, you know, leading guys in the BCL uh, take that, you know, big, ju big jump, uh, Kevin Punter, um, yeah. um, John Blinks on other guys, but, you know, weren't were really highly regarded. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then I actually, you know, even went junior college and then went to a bigger program, you know, in the Hayes case, it was Tennessee. Um, I, I know you got uh, picked. I saw a story about uh, um, that Izzo kind of, you know, you reminded him of himself, you know, a smaller guy, you know, kind of overlooked guy. Uh, maybe how did it help you, you know, persevere through it all? Um, I would just say my mindset growing up, um, I wasn't always the strongest, fastest, wasn't the best, but my, I had to outwork people and outthink people. Um, and I would say my work ethic. And then every year I would, I wouldn't worry about who was ranked where or anything. I just controlled the things I could control, keep getting better. Uh, and it, and it paid off, uh, ended up getting a scholarship to Michigan state, went there, was able to go to the final four my senior year. And, um, it, it was just really just hard work, just hard work. Um, I saw somewhere uh, sort of a, a brain infection uh, that was freshman year, I believe. Uh, uh, it was the end of my freshman year going into my sophomore year. They were never, they never were able to find out what it was or what was going on. But I, yeah, I lost a lot of weight, was sleeping all day. It was, that was crazy. Uh, what do you, what do you, uh, you know, what do you learn from something like that? Um, it definitely changed my perspective on life. Um, it makes you value things a lot more. Um, because there was times where I was, I was sleeping. I wouldn't say I was like 15, 16 hours a day. Um, I mean, it makes you really appreciate everything you have. Um, and it, it really changed my mindset from there on. My mindset was different because when you're kind of faced with something like that and you're a near death, almost, it feels like a near death experience. Um, you value everything you have. So, I mean, you value spending time with your family, you value spending time with your friends. And I, I would say ever since that experience, I've been more present as far as living in exactly where you're at, not getting caught caught in what's coming next or what we're going to do, just taking it one day at a time and enjoying that. Well, we still don't know exactly what it was. Still, yeah. I, and you know what's crazy? After that, I had people were messaging me from across the country and saying, hey, I had the same thing and they never could figure out what it was. So they ne- they weren't able to figure out either. No, they weren't either. So it's some random thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Michigan State is obviously known for so many guys. Um, and uh, um, actually, your freshman year, you also were able to play with Draymond Green, obviously yeah. such a, a, an amazing energy guy, uh, besides everything else that he does. Let's let's first start with him really quick, um, what, because he was also, you know, such a huge figure at that at that uh, at that school and, and, and afterwards as well. What was that experience like for you? It was great learning from from him, he's, he's one of those guys, he's the ultimate competitor. Um, and what you see on TV or what you see on him in the games, it, it's not fake, that's who he is. Um, he's the ultimate competitor. But at the same time, he's one of those guys that will go, go at you during the game, but he's the first one to stick up for you off the court or the first one to come pick you up or help you out or ask you if you need something. Um, and at the end of the day, all he cares about is winning. He doesn't care about stats. He doesn't care about awards, anything like that. All he wants to do is win. Um, so, yeah, I definitely learned a lot from him. And he's even one of those guys afterwards where um, still talk to him. We actually, right before I came over here, we actually had like a big uh, basketball reunion where a lot of past players, past pros and guys that are still playing all came in and worked out with the team. And it was a part of his uh, grind week that he holds every year. So it was good to get up there and uh, see a bunch of guys that I was with when I was there and then uh, meet the young guys too. So it, it was a great experience, but definitely Draymond is, uh, he's definitely one of the best competitors I've ever been around. 
any other guys from that from that group? Uh, I mean, this isn't the only time that they've had, you know, uh, other guy, you know, older guys come in. Uh, you know, you hear about it all the time that they, uh, you know, family and everybody coming in and actually, you know, that they actually, you know, they're in all the time. Oh, yeah. uh, maybe during your time there that you, you know, some of the older guys that you, it, uh, that you remember. It, yeah, for sure. It's, it's crazy because, and I've learned it now after leaving school and talking to other guys, being a professional, because every school like tries to sell guys on, Hey, it's a family. It's that. <laughs> but at Michigan state, it, it's real because when I was there, everybody magic would come back. Mateen Cleves was there all the time. Guys like Drew Neitzel, Travis Walton, uh, Kelvin Torbert, uh, Sean Respert, Eric Snow, like everybody. So, and it, it wasn't just like, hey, we're coming here. It was frequent and even sometimes on the road. So, um, no, Michigan State, when they say it's a family, it's, it's not a lie. It's not a gimmick. It's not trying to sell somebody on something. It's real. Um. I'll, I'll touch a little bit about, about, you know, some of the stops that you've had. Um, but I, I imagine probably one of the, one of the, um, one of the oddest road games uh, that you had uh, was uh, when you played on the aircraft carrier. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, just, you know, I, it's, it's, it's obviously so, so long ago, uh, but, but maybe some of the, some of the things that you do remember about that. And if I'm not, if I'm mistaken, you also uh, were able to meet president Obama there at, at, at that, at that uh, event as well. Just maybe go back to the, to the aircraft carrier. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's still a vivid memory I have because that was my, actually my first college game. It was your um, first college game. Okay. My first college game. So um, before the game, we're going to warm up, do shoot around and everything. And then everything had to be like shut down because Obama was coming in. So everything gets shut down. We were like in a tent outside off the court. Um, and we got to meet him, him and Michelle. And then we shook their hand, took a picture with them. And then we went out and played, but yeah, that, that whole, that whole week was crazy. Just getting to go on the tours, meeting the soldiers, going through their daily life, seeing what they got to go through. Um, it was definitely eye opening for me, for sure. Um, Australia, Lebanon, Turkey, France, Italy, uh, Turkey again, now Poland. Um, maybe some of your favorite memories, um, and, uh, some, maybe some of your favorite memories first. I would probably say playing in Australia is probably the most fun I had, um, just from the lifestyle, it, it was easy. It's a, um, they speak English over there. Um, easy to get around, easy to communicate with people. But then also like everything that Australia has to offer. I was able to go like uh, snorkeling and um, scuba diving at the Great Barrier Reef, which was uh, definitely one on my bucket list. Um, went to a crocodile farm. And actually I, being from America, I really did not know. I'm from the Midwest, so we don't have like swamps or we're not by the ocean or anything i did not realize how big crocodiles actually were until i was there or how big they are and then they can move in shallow water they can be moving under there it's like a floating car and you have no idea so um those are some of the things that stood out and i had great teammates too and i'm the type of person anywhere i go i don't just sit in the house i want to get out and see and um, meet people and just see how life is in different places so Australia was definitely one of my favorites for sure. 
Um, as an American, uh, personally, I'm from Chicago, so uh, you know, sort of uh, understand sort of the 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 mind frame of of Midwest, and um, you know, you you know, you think more of 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 Thanksgiving dinner than you you know when you hear turkey. Um, yeah. Then you think of the country. You know, you have uh, you know you have Paris, you have the Eiffel Tower. Uh, in France, you know, Eiffel Tower. You know, Italy, you have food. Um, uh, you know. There's a little bit of associations, um, but with with, uh, with Lebanon, and you probably didn't have too much. Um, so, your what was it? What was that experience like for you? It was actually really good, and I, that's one of the things. Is everything everywhere I've been has kind of been eye opening and like kind of changed my perspective of the world. I know if you watch the news a lot, it kind of paints that area of the world in a different light. But I actually I was a little nervous to go over there, but once I got over there, I was like. I felt fine. Um, the driving was a little bit crazy as far as following rules on the highway. That was that was a different one. But other than that, life was good. The people were nice, um, and they really wanted to talk to you. They had, a lot of people had questions about it, like America or um, how we did things. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Lebanon was fun. Uh couple of uh let's call them uh rapid fire um okay. best piece of a best best piece of basketball advice you received from someone mm, i would say take it one day at a time work hard um and it'll all pay off uh best piece of life advice you've re- received from someone probably say the same thing uh it's crazy how sports and life um the parallels between the two, uh, but definitely just take it one day at a time, work hard and good things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you could have one trait or skill from any player in the world, what would it be? Ooh, I would say Steph Curry shot for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. That's it, easy. it would open a lot of options. For oh, what? Yeah. That, that <laughs> <a lot. laughs> um, uh, app on your phone that you cannot live without and why? I would say FaceTime. Does FaceTime count? Especially being over overseas, being away from family, FaceTime is clutch because um, it's different when you get to actually see the person's face rather than just talk to them. So FaceTime for sure. Um, biggest high so far, highlight in your career? Biggest highlight, I would say going to the Final Four my senior year for sure. And then it being in Indianapolis with my family able to come over um, and the week before, my dad and my brothers actually won a state championship. So I would definitely say that that weekend would definitely be the high for me. Biggest disappointment so far? Um, hmm, that's a good one. I would say I would say losing in the Elite Eight my junior year. Uh, my junior year, we were actually picked that's, to win it. It was Connecticut, yeah. right? Yep, yep. We lost to UConn in uh, Madison Square Garden. But yeah, that, that, that might be the biggest disappointment because that was the year we were picked to win it. Was that the, that wasn't the Kemba Walker year, was it? No, that was, that was, that was, that was, Napier. That was yeah. That, uh, Napier. Uh, Napier. Kemba then won it 11 and then 11, okay. 14. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a lot of downtime as a basketball player, um, you know, traveling on a bus, plane, waiting at an airport. How do you uh, spend that time? Um, I'm big into podcasts. Um, and then I just try and stay current with the news and stay current with what's going on in the world. Um, I mean, as basketball players, you can kind of get 
or athletes, you can kind of get caught up in the sports world and you're kind of naive to what's going on in other places. So I just try and have a, a balance and try and balance it out and just have a feel for what's going on everywhere. How has uh, fatherhood changed you? And how has, how has oh, your, um, how has your, uh, uh, you know, being a father changed over the last uh, couple of years now? Oh, it's the best. Um, it's crazy because um, as soon as my son came out and as soon as I saw him, um, everything changed. Like things I used to worry about, I don't even think twice about as far as like shoes, clothes, stuff like that. Like it's, it's weird because I used to kind of be like a shoe head, a sneaker head. And then as soon as he came out, like, I just want to wear what's comfortable and your focus goes to what's best for him. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's definitely changed me and changed me for the better, but um, I'm definitely happy about how I don't worry about kind of like um, the small things, it's things that don't even matter. So advantage of having a coach as a father. It's definitely helped for sure without, uh, throughout life. Um, and it helps me because I understand a coach's mindset as a player. If you only look at it through a player's eyes, you say, Hey, why is this, why is the coach not playing me? Or why am I not getting these shots? Or why are we not doing this or this or that? But where it helped me was I was the player. And then on the way home from practice, I get to talk to my dad or at the dinner table, he's telling me this, or I'm hearing, uh, guys are getting in trouble in class. Oh, so that's why he's not playing. But everybody else wouldn't know that or other players on the team wouldn't know that, hey, this guy's causing problems off the court. That's why he's not playing or such and such. So it's definitely helped me. And it, it, it changes your view of basketball when you uh, look at it through a coach's lens rather than just a player's. How much are you spending? Uh, how much time are you spending following what's going on with the uh, Fauve Pro Provence uh, French team uh, there on the uh, – on the on the coast, uh, Western France, uh, where your brother uh, Dimitri's playing. Oh, a lot. Um, <laughs> into every game, uh, making sure I message him. What helps is when I, I was actually back home when he was still playing, so I'd have to like oh, that's right. uh, uh -huh. try and sync up my workout schedule where I could be able to during the middle middle of the day I could watch him play. Uh, but it works out perfect now because uh, we're on the same time. But yeah, I'm definitely I'm I'm definitely locked in, <laughs> locked into every game. Yeah, it's a it's quite a trip from from where he's at to to Paris when you guys were when you guys play Metropolitan. Is he going to try to make that trip or have you guys? So we already we already played there, and he had actually just played in Paris too. I want to ah, say okay. he played Monterre, ah. so it didn't work out like I was coming there and he was leaving. Okay. Um, but yeah, hopefully we might be able to link up during the FIBA break uh, in February, maybe if we have a couple of days, um, hang out. Whether I'd, I'd probably go to him. Uh, rather than have him come here, but yeah. Um, and uh, how cool, well, I guess, um, how far, let's see, how far do you think he is from uh, playing in the Euro Cup? And, and maybe how, how how fun would that be to to be on the court against him in a Euro Cup game? Uh, that'd be or, great. Or Euro League game or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's, he's close. His game, actually, and I said this before, when, even when he was in college, I said, I feel like his game fits perfect for overseas um, and for the European style. Uh, just the way he plays, he's so uh, calm. Uh, he knocks down big shots. He's great on defense. So I, I, I think it will be soon for him. Uh, but rather than play against him, I, we, my mom always jokes around with it and says <laughs> she wants us to be on the same team. Um, which would you which rather have? 
Um, I guess I guess if you're on the same team, you're with them all the time, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, but on yeah. the other hand, it's also nice to, you know. My siblings and I, we we work out together in the summer, so we get to compete all the time. So it, it, it'd be more fun to be on the same team together. And then and we're so close um, that I'd definitely rather be on the same team. Uh, let's get back to, uh, to Slask then to finish off, uh, you know, one victory is, is definitely not what you guys want, uh, even though there's obviously some good teams in this competition, just goals, uh, what you, what the team have and, and, uh, what do you guys have to do to accomplish them? Um, I would just say our, we we're aware of our situation and where we're at in the Euro cup competition. Um, and our thing is we just, we know we have to play the right way, um, and kind of find a way to win. Um, it might not always be a pretty game or a high scoring game, but we know we just got to play the right way, play unselfish and play tough defensively to give ourselves a chance, even to give ourselves a chance. So um, we're aware of our situation and all that. But at the same time, we just want to come out and compete. And I mean, that's what we want to do. All right. Fantastic, Travis. Appreciate your time. Uh, good luck. Safe travels for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Um, actually, you know what, uh, really quick, you mentioned siblings, uh, what, um, what, uh, so obviously there's Dimitri and then we'll, we'll host, how, how many other siblings do you have? So I've got a younger brother that it was playing Juco. Then I have a sister that plays at FIU, um, down in Miami. She will be a, she's a sophomore this year. No, okay. no, she's a junior this year. Junior uh, and then I have a baby sister. So three of us, I mean, four of us play all played basketball. So. Okay. Um, definitely a sports family for sure. Okay, cool. All right. Um, fantastic. I might end up using it as uh, I have a podcast as well. Uh, this yeah. is a non Euro cup podcast yeah. and I might, uh, I might use it on that. Um, but I will let you, let, I will let you know in advance. Um, for sure. it's, no, it, cool. it's, uh, it's, it's called uh, taking the charge and it's uh, international basketball and, um, it's uh, just you know no nothing specific. Uh, really, I don't touch it. I don't touch. Uh, um, uh, I really don't touch college basketball and don't touch uh, NBA. Uh, yeah. I, I, there's enough basketball out there, as you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. As you sure. know, there's enough ba- uh, basketball out there, um, and uh, so appreciate the time. And uh, I, I imagine um, that uh, the article I'll be writing the article in the next um, maybe even this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know they were looking for it uh, pretty soon. So uh, once it's up, I will definitely let you know. And if I do have any other questions, uh, I'll, I'll hit you up on, on, on WhatsApp. Easy, for sure. I appreciate you. All right, man. Take care right. and, yeah, uh, good and good luck. Yeah, go get some wins for these guys. Yeah, it's, it's sure. good to have. And I know Polish, are, are, you guys, are you guys able to have fans? Now yeah, yeah, or? yeah. We, we had a game last night that was sold out. Sold out. Yeah, it was sold out. So yeah, we got fans. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, because right now here in Germany, uh, a lot of the cities, a lot of the, the clubs don't have any fans. Yeah. yeah, it's it is bad. It is. Yeah, I heard it's bad in Germany. Because, I actually got a couple friends playing over there, and they said, "Man, it's it's crazy." So yeah, yeah. There's there the there's too much a there's too much of a population that doesn't want to to get it, mm-hmm. Not, and uh, you know they're um, they're holding everything else up. <laughs> yeah, you know and. So, but, uh, but it's cool because Polish fans have heard that are, are pretty crazy. So it's in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a, it was a road game too. So it was definitely a hostile environment, but it was definitely a fun game. All right, cool. All right. Well, uh, congrats on the win and take care, man. Good luck. All right. See you. Okay.